Welcome to Spiritual Naturalism Today, a conversation on science, nature, and spirituality. Our program is sponsored by the Spiritual Naturalist Society with host Daniel Strain. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Daniel Strain, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Lee Anderson. Hello. And Thomas Schenk. Hello. And uh, today we're going to have a really interesting discussion. Our topic today is going to be on spirituality and religion. And I don't want to say versus religion because it's not really an opposed kind of thing, but uh, we're going to be comparing and contrasting spirituality and religion. Um, some people prefer uh, one term, some people prefer the other, and uh, so we're going to get into that. Um, before we start, I thought it would be a good idea for me to just provide a little bit of uh, uh, background to some of these terms. Um, just did a little bit of research here and have some things. Uh, so religion, the word religion, um, the Latin religio, is somewhat obscure um, in its origins, but it seemed to refer to broad social obligations to family, neighbors, rulers, and God. Um, you know, going way back. Cicero defined religio as cultum dictiorum, or the proper performance of rites in veneration to the gods. And that seems to me to have emerged out of the ancient, uh, ancient Roman ideas of uh, religion as being kind of tribute to the gods is a social duty. Um, the concept of re uh, this, uh, this part I found really interesting. The concept of religion as we use the word today was only formed in the 16th and 17th centuries. Ancient scriptures didn't have an equivalent of the word, you know, for example, in the Bible or the Quran. In the East, it wasn't until the 19th century that the terms Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, Confucianism all emerged. There was no corresponding word to religion in Japanese. It was only when Americans came in the 1850s and demanded religious freedom that it had to contend with the concept. So um, let me then jump over and give a little background on the word spirituality. Uh, spirit traditionally meant the vital or animating principle in man or animals the Latin root spiritus could mean courage, vigor, or breath. Um, I consider it to be the, the essence of something. Like when you say the spirit of the law, you're referring to its essential nature, um, the essential aspects of it. It seems to relate more to the individual, to personal growth or development. For tradition, traditional religion, that meant to be uh, more in line with the nature, bring ourselves more in line with the nature of or the will of God. Um, so anyway, that's just a little bit of uh, historic background on those terms. Um, what do you, how do you feel about the terms religious versus uh, spiritual or, or what have you, Lee? Well, I'm one of those people, I guess, that uh, I've done a lot of research and people seem to have contradictory definitions for it, but I pretty much draw a line. Um, and I think one of the key words that you said when you were talking about the definitions to me is scriptures, 
So to me, religion is either scripture or dogma that's based on some kind of a story or mythology. And it usually results in something tangible, some kind of a rule-based doctrine um, that creates your kind of communication with God or with that God concept. Spirituality, on the other hand, to me, is uh, based on emotional concepts such as compassion or awe or wonder. And so it's, it's based on those intangible concepts. So that's where I see the difference right there. Religion to me is based on tangible dogma, scriptures, it's rule-based, whereas spirituality is based on emotions and intangible concepts. Um, how about you, Thomas? What do you, what's your take on it? Well, um, first of all, let me just uh, say anytime you're dealing with, a, a, like what we're doing here with uh, the meaning of words is, um, you know, it's, it's not a matter that we're trying to determine the, the right meaning of the words. I think it's just a matter of trying to determine whether there are meaningful distinctions um, that we can get out of, uh, out of the history of the words or, or ways that they can be used. So it's the distinction. I, I, for me, that's an important distinction between religion and spirituality. I am one of those people who, you know, I'll say I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I don't really, um, uh, you know, I don't have much interest. But the, for me, some of the key things um, about the difference between the two, one is I agree with the, on the notion, it's not um, dogma and whatnot, but it's really uh, belief. Religion is about, I think, primarily about belief in one way or another, whereas I think spirituality experience is extremely important. And um, so that for me is a, is a really key distinction. Uh, we, we you talk about spiritual experience or, um, and, and that's um, when you look at something like uh, Buddhism or something or meditation, it is uh, an experience that you get, uh, you not a belief. So that's one of the key things. Um, a second one is religion tends to be very much about boundaries so that uh, religious people tend to be very interested in whether you're in or out, whether you're uh, they, uh, of having a credo to say, um, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, not a Buddhist. I'm a Lutheran, not a Catholic or whatever. Uh, whereas I think if you, if you look at the great spiritual writers, and I consider people like Thomas Merton to be a great uh, Christian spiritual writer, uh, poet, uh, Rumi and um, uh, whom I'm thinking of, um, can't think of the name right now, but people who, I, who are noted, I think, who are, are well-respected as spiritual writers in different traditions often really cross over boundaries. They, they're not so terribly interested in, um, like Rumi can, can talk with the, the, the Muslims or the, the Hindus or the Christians. And he, he, uh, I think people like us and we, we tend to bounce around uh, so we can go from talking about Buddhism to spiritual, uh, to Taoism. So um, those would be the, 
Uh, well, I think one other thing is I think that that in t- religion is a bit passive as compared to um, spirituality. That uh, there was a, in the last um, an article a, a week ago that Jeff Worthy put out on football and uh, as religion. I that I had often thought about you know the behavior of of people in the stands as a kind of being like a religion, that people are like a religion with football. But I had never taken, I'd never thought about it from the perspective of players, but reading his article, it made me think about the fact that, that the distinction between the players and the fans, if you think of religion as, as football as religion, the players are active, they practice. And that's, that word practice, I think, is really the key, like why the, the, the analogy would be like the players are like the spiritual people within a religious because it's about practice. And to me, spirituality without practice really doesn't, doesn't exist. So those, are, those would be the, probably the three main things that I would point out in my own uh, thinking about the difference between religion and spirituality. So I've got, um, uh, from all of you, uh, religion, um, based on scripture, authority, based on dogma, rule-based, passive, about boundaries and beliefs. And then I've got spirituality, uh, emotional, intangible, experience-based, more active. Um, To me, that uh, when I think of the two words, I think of kind of uh, a little bit about the distinction between the individual and the collective, or uh, for example, like religion might be, hey, don't come burn my house down and I'm not supposed to burn yours down. And we have this, it's almost like this. uh, And that explains why the concept of religion didn't have to really emerge until we started getting outside of our various geographical areas and running into one another because it was just like air. Nobody thought about it because it was just mixed in with the rules of life. It's the same thing as like you always prime the pump before, after getting your water so that the next person who comes along, it's just one of those rules of life are mixed, mixed in with all these different things and how the world is, you know, you don't go out after dark because the wolves will get you. That's the same thing as don't eat pork, you know, it's, and so uh, to me, it has to do with, um, these sort of social things, but at the same time, I can see that it the the line is gets kind of fuzzy because, for example, uh, spirituality is about self development, but in that self development, you have this concept of the sangha, the spiritual community. So you have spiritual practitioners who come together to share their experiences, to share their wisdom, try things out, support one another. I think that's an important part of spirituality. And meanwhile, the religious people, or on the religious side, they would clearly say that religion without spirituality is just kind of this empty husk, this this, uh, social structure that no reason to really exist unless there's going to be, it's, it's somehow cultivating and encouraging a spirituality among its practitioner, among it, among the religion, the people in the religion. Um, so there's definitely this intimate relationship between the two, but maybe it's more a matter of emphasis. Well, I, I'd like to, I think that, 
you're absolutely right. The, in a healthy religion, I think spirituality is kind of forms the, um, the, the social foundation, the, the structure and spirituality provides sort of the aspiration, what, what the, um, what we, what the people are to aspire to in being in a religion. But I, I really think in many places today that that, that's the problem with religion today is there's really a something of that um, that dialogue between the two that isn't happening in a lot of religions. And I mean, I might I might be a little biased in, in saying that, but because I'm not that fond of religion. But I, I do see that like when I when I speak of a guy like Thomas Merton, I just don't see that kind of person in a lot of um, having much influence on religion. Uh, there's just a, a lot of, um, it seems that that us and them part, that, that kind of, the, the, is just a lot more prominent in, uh, particularly in American um, religion, American Christianity. And we, so I think that creates why religion is so divisive today. And whereas I think spirituality um, can be in, in, I think once, once you get rid of the, Religious part, spiritual people can get along all over the place, uh, but you know, religious people tend to have to protect their uh, their territory. It's kind of like if you take your spirituality and make a flag for it, and then uh, plant the flag and gather the, you know, it's it's there. There can be a tribalism in it, but I think the negative versus positive. Uh, feelings about religion really come out of like um, the definition and to me the definition of religion because of those uh, especially where we see religion going today um, has become so muddied that and so variable that it's almost uh, difficult to have any use for the word um, because if you just say religion, this religion, that people don't really know what you're talking about. I've got an example here. Um, just today I read, uh, a quote from Mark Guru, president of the atheist Alliance. And he says, a religion is any organized system of thought and practice whose core concepts depend on belief in the supernatural. If you have faith in something supernatural without evidence for its existence, that's superstition. Religion equals superstition. Now, that's definitely a, a take on religion that a lot of people have, but I don't think it's a very traditional take on the word. I think it's something, an impression that's emerged recently because of things like, for example, in the conservative Christian movement, they've decided to get into politics. And so they're, they have politicized their religion to the point where everybody thinks it's all about gays and guns and abortion and these things instead of the personal experience. And because they've focused so much on politics, they've emptied out any feeling of the spiritual in their existence. And so people have this impression of religion. But let me contrast uh, Mark's uh, definition there with uh, the Humanist Manifesto 1. And this is really interesting. I got, I, I was reading the book, The Genesis of a Humanist Manifesto by Edwin Wilson. 
And um, it goes through the history of how the Humanist Manifesto and the humanist, modern humanist movement came together. And the Humanist Manifesto was written by, uh, um, largely by uh, ministers, um, Unitarian Universalists and some other ministers. And they say in the Humanist Manifesto 1, there's great danger of a final and we believe fatal identification of the word religion with doctrines and me methods which have lost their significance and which are powerless to solve the problems of human living in the 20th century. Religions have always been means for re realizing the highest values of life. Through all changes of religion, religion itself remains constant in its quest for abiding values, an inseparable feature of human life. Today, man's larger understanding of the universe, his scientific achievements, and deeper appreciation of brotherhood have created a situation which requires a new statement of the means and purposes of religion. And so it was very obvious that the, the framers of the first Humanist Manifesto had a, a vision for humanism that it was to be a reformation of religion or a redefining of religion toward a more naturalistic uh, course. And, in rational force. And so under that definition of religion, it's, it's a broader, it's taking a step back and said, what is religion really for in its best sense? Um, but somewhere along the line, there's somewhat of, uh, maybe I'm using too strong a words here, but it almost feels to me like a kind of a coup that went on in, in the humanist movement, where between Humanist Manifesto 1 and 2, that it went from changing religion to be more rational to uh, humanism is not a religion, it's a philosophy, and it is opposed to religion. And um, so that all came about around the same time, this, this idea of religion means supernatural. Uh, it's really interesting. And, and of course, we, we know of the, the people, many of our own members who consider themselves religious naturalists, and they certainly aren't using the word religion in that way. So there's just so much variety. Um, what do you think of all that, Lee? Well, going back to uh, what you were talking about, about uh, religion being kind of community-based and spirituality being more individual-based, um, I, I agree with that completely. And it does kind of put a framework around when two or more people come together and they start talking about, maybe they start talking about their ideas of spirituality and maybe they agree on some things and maybe they don't, but those things that they suddenly agree on and they go forward and they talk to other people, that seems to me when the religion is formed, no matter what its purpose is for, but it's a, the group of people agreeing on what their basis is, you know, for their religion. But any one of them can go back individually and, you know, feel their own spirituality. And I don't, to me, think that anyone needs anyone else to agree when I say I'm feeling spiritual right now. I don't need anyone to tell me, you know, that I am or I am not. And, and I can't see that anyone else would either. But a religion, on the other hand, 
people have to agree on what the basic concepts are for it, you know, before they call it a religion. Well, I like that. Yeah, I, um, the idea of that we can be, we don't need somebody to tell us if we're spiritual or not, but we may need somebody to tell us whether we're actually religious in, in a proper way. Um, I also think, and this is, this is a little more philosophical, or, but that there's also, religion is ancient. I mean, you can't, there's no period you can go back in culture where you find people, I, I mean, in, I think for all practical purposes, culture and religion were identical at the earliest stages of humanity. But I think what we call, what we think about as spirituality is actually a relatively recent, um, recent being, relatively recent being in the last 3,000 years. Uh, but I think if you, you look at the spiritual traditions that really still exist in the world, there are only a few of them. And, you know, I mean, in the West, Neoplatonism of one form or another is the main uh, form of spirituality. It informs Christianity. It informs uh, Islam. It informs uh, modern Judaism in many ways. Uh, and that has its roots in um, Pythagoras and Plato. Uh, Aristotle and, and was kind of developed by uh, Plotinus. And then you have the kind of Upanishads and Buddha who really say a lot, I mean, are really very similar in many ways that, that inform much of the spirituality of India and Taoism. And then I think you can talk about native spirituality. Um, I don't know if some of that may, some of their ideas may well have developed after uh, within conversations with white people afterwards. But I really think that's, those are the, the, made, the, the spiritual traditions in the world. So while there's, a, there's thousands of different religions, there really are only a handful of actual spiritual traditions and they, they all have arose in, in fairly recent times. Um, that, that would be an interesting undertaking for, uh, you know, for like a, a doctoral thesis, but, um, just out of the reading I have done, that does strike me as a, a realistic um, uh, a proposition about spirituality. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, uh, and it kind of reminds me of like the emphasis difference between, for example, Buddhism and Confucianism. Confucianism seemed to have a lot more... Uh, kind of a social duty sort of emphasis. These are the ways you, you do these things to maintain families, structures, and society stability, and, and so on. And in Buddhism, they talk about, you know, the inner mind and, and, and uh, you know, coming to know and, and your ego. If I, if I can interrupt you a second, I think that the, the more interesting way of looking at it is the difference between Taoism and Confucianism, which are, you know, part of the same culture. Mm -hmm. And I have, I've, I have friends from China, and I've talked to them about that, and they will say, well, you know, we're not, we, we, we have our, our weddings in a Taoist way, and we do our, I forget exactly what the order was, but, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we do births in, as Confucianist and uh, weddings as Taoist and funerals as uh, he actually said. Well, we did. He, he had, the, the last person I talked to had uh, lived in communist China. So we did 
communist funerals because they did them up well. So it was kind of an interesting difference in the way that a Chinese person thinks about these things than we tend to think <laughs> about it. So um, I should, one of the things I wanted to mention today is uh, for anybody who may be new to the society uh, and wondering about this, we view the difference between religion and spirituality are so uh, diverse as in, in terms of the way people interpret it that we try not to be, uh, you know, dogmatic or uh, restrictive about this. Um, we're here to serve and promote ideas of religious uh, naturalism and spiritual naturalism. And people, whether they call themselves religious or spiritual or religious naturalists or spiritual naturalists, that's totally up to them. We try not to, you know, have a dogma that we're going to say this is the way it is, you know. And uh, we're here just for a, a vehicle for people to come together and share ideas, not as any kind of authority structure on spiritual naturalism to say this is how it shall be. If we ever describe spiritual naturalism, it's more in the vein of uh, trying to kind of give a report on what everybody seems to be saying or what this group of people is like so that passers-by might decide whether or not this is a place they they would like to come. On this concept of spiritual but not religious, that's going around a lot today. You know, you hear that term a lot. Uh, you mentioned that earlier, Thomas, and the thing I find interesting about it is that the group of people who say I'm spiritual but not religious are quite diverse in what they mean by that as well. I encountered a uh, conservative Christian person, more than one actually, um, who said that they were spiritual and not religious. And they'd go to church every Sunday, and it was a very, it was the charismatic sort of uh, um, very Baptist-like but non-denominational Christianity. Uh, and they went to their church. They were big in their church, but they were spiritual and not, not religious because to them religion meant uh, the rules about whether women have to wear dresses and can't wear earrings and that kind of stuff in Christianity. But because they focused on Jesus as Savior, that made them spiritual but not religious. And uh, meanwhile, uh, there's a lot of other people who are not at all Christians and uh, – um, maybe they, they meditate, but they won't go to a temple because they're spiritual, not religious. So even that phrase is, is so wide in, in how people use it. What do you think of that? And, and how would you describe your spiritual but not religious? Well, for myself, um, and I do consider myself spiritual but not religious specifically because... Um, the other thing about uh, individual individualism and spirituality is that um, with spirituality, usually you're looking within yourself for guidance. And with religion, you're looking to either other people or, or you know, the rules that that religion provides to you. Um, I do not subscribe, attend, or, you know, go to any kind of religious facility or communicate with any specific 
uh, type of religion or follow any type of religious rules, which is why I consider myself spiritual and not religious. Um, and I guess I would have to disagree with the first group of people that you talked about because the moment you said that they were conservative Christians, they're following some kind of religious guidance. So, you know, to me, they have to be, uh, that has to be religious. But anyway, that's from my perspective, uh, the difference there uh, between spiritual but not religious. If you're just not subscribing or following any type of religious guidance at all, whatever that is. And in that concept, the spiritual naturalist society itself, even though we have a lot of members and we're set up virtually, our guidance online and when we talk to people is basically guidance on how you find your own inner spiritual, you know, guidance. And it's not telling people what they should or what they shouldn't do, but basically this is just how you look inside. This is a vehicle, this is a tool, you know, this is what some of us use. You're free to, you have free will basically in spirituality to decide what it means to you. Yeah, maybe that's uh, one of the distinctions between a spiritual community versus a religious. Good point. Um, even the society itself, just by the f nature of the fact that we're coming together, we're creating a structure, we have, you know, uh, we have people that are organizers and volunteers, and it very much, you know, structurally could, could look like a religion, but we don't have uh, intermediaries or authority figures um, in that sense. We just have organizers, leaders in the kind of organizational sense, but not doctrinal sense. Um, on that, on your, on the, to, to me, I have no problem with somebody being a conservative Christian who says they're spiritual if what they really mean by that is that they put their own individual relationship with God, as they would call it, if that's what is the number one driving thing. And so it, that they would put that above, say, the group, if, if it came down to that, where they would say, you know, I, uh, my own personal relationship with this says that, that God is love and I'm not going to buy into uh, the kind of uh, militant rhetoric that some forms of Christianity are getting into, particularly in relationship to Islam. So I don't, I don't in and of itself find any problem with that. I just wanted to bring up just uh, going on to a slightly different topic on this is that I also, we're, we're kind of making it one-sided in the sense that spirituality is better than religion, but I do think there is something to be said. Um, I, I grew up Catholic and there are, uh, particularly up here where I live, there's a, the, the Catholic charities do just incredible work. They, um, uh, I don't think there's a, 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 a more, a, a charitable organization that's doing more for the community, uh, particularly for poor people up here than the Catholic charities. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one of the things that you, you know, I think we kind of, it's, it's one of the places that somewhere along the line, 
if we were to grow as a society to have structures whereby it would make people it make it easier for people who want to help the poor or who want to help um, people unfortunate people to give them that structure and that's what some of the um, particularly some of the larger uh, denominations really have are these is these very effective structures for doing some good in the community and um, so that that's a part of religion that I think is quite positive that that we people who do uh, sort of kind of our, our steppenwolves were out here uh, sort of spiritual on our own. We don't have, it's much harder for us to uh, find an organizational kind of, uh, that, that gives, that's, that helps us to, uh, that makes it easy for us to become charitable in the way that these kinds of religious organizations can do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think there are definitely some positive things about religion. If we, if by religion we mean that that second sense uh, that I described, instead of just some people use the word as just meaning, uh, you know, ideology, uh, dogmatism, oppression, all the bad stuff, superstition. If they mean that, then certainly not. But if they, if you mean this broader kind of like in the Humanist Manifesto one uh, approach to the word religion, then certainly I think uh, there's a lot of great and important things that such religions could do. And that's why I'm kind of partial to the, uh, the Humanist Manifesto one approach um, in because I, I don't foresee that the future of humanity is going to go that we all decide the religion is dumb and dump it. I don't think that's going to happen because it's too important to society to have these, these kind of structures where people come together and promote the, the, the best uh, values and uh, social structures and, and means of action, like you said, of helping others. So, I think it's a lot more realistic to try to help religion evolve um, to be more rational and consistent with today's knowledge. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that very much also. Um, okay, well, uh, I guess we're getting close to the end of our time. Any uh, final words and thoughts on this? Thomas, this was your idea of this topic today, I should mention, and uh, I thought it was a great idea. I really enjoy talking about this. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a very relevant topic for our organization. So I'm, this saves me. I was thinking about writing something on this, but now I, I'll, I don't have to. <laughs> well, we can have a written companion to it too. So feel free. And okay. uh, do you have any uh, uh, final words? No, I'm uh, really glad that Thomas suggested this as a topic. I, I thought it was interesting. I learned a lot. I always do. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, the stuff you said today, too. And um, thank you guys so much for, for joining me today. And uh, thank you to the audience. Um, we really have uh, been uh, seeing a lot of people uh, in the stats and everything, listening to the program. And it's exciting to know that uh, so many of you are enjoying this. And please let us know uh, what you think of the show, uh, either this episode or anything else about it. 
We'd love to hear your comments. You can leave comments on each individual episode has its own webpage on our website, uh, snsociety.org. And um, yeah, um, we're also open to topic ideas if you'd like to uh, hear us approach other things. So uh, Lee Thomas, uh, I hope y'all have a great day and um, thank you everyone for listening. Take care. Okay, bye. Thanks. This program was sponsored by the Spiritual Naturalist Society. Learn more and become a member at spiritualnaturalistsociety.org. Our music was composed by John Clemisrud. Please share our program and join us next time on Spiritual Naturalism Today. Today.